if you're looking at what's going on with them, also take some time to invest in you. Ever wonder what your animals are trying to tell you? How to decipher those looks, barks, meows, and interesting behaviors? Join me as I share numerous animal communication encounters in some bizarre unfoldings. Jump into unique stories that will open your mind to the depths in which the animals that share our world are looking to connect. Hello, everyone, and welcome back from my heart to yours. Thank you so much for tuning in and choosing to have a listen and a little explore of animal consciousness with me today. For today's episode, we're going to jump a little deeper following up to the previous episode, but we're going to dive a little deeper into how animals can show up as our mirrors. This is something that I see a lot of, and it's really easy for us to fall into because unless we've learned how to journey into communicating with our animals, they can't talk to us. It's really easy to project our own stuff onto them versus observe what's really going on or what isn't going on. For me, I think this episode jumps into don't worry because I used to be a huge worrier. I worry less, but it's it's still an emotional state that I go to that I know is a mirror that comes up with the animals in my world. However, this can really be any of the emotions when you think about it. And it was so funny because I was thinking about my next podcast episodes and what I would talk about. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do one about worry just because people in general completely over worry about their animals, drive themselves crazy about their animals. And if their animals are doing all right, if they're good, if they're this, if they're that. And for the most part, the animals are great. They're awesome. It's a great area for us to bring some awareness to and a really awesome area for growth. And so it's so funny because I'm thinking about this in my head. My ego's coming through and it's just like, yeah, I really worked on this. This is something that's going so much better for me. And then lo and behold, Bob, our wonderful barn cat, had been journeying around for about three weeks. And it was interesting because coming up to the last few days before he decided to journey back to his Airbnb, which is our farm, I was starting to become concerned, which would be a flavor of worry. I could just feel something. So sure enough, he shows up. He is missing, I would say, a good third to half of the hair on his cranium. When I first saw him, he had scabs and cuts. And my first thought, because I hadn't taken a close look when I saw him and he came into the mudroom, was, oh my gosh, either a fox or a coyote or something nabbed you and you just happened to get away. Which 
That's always just my fear with him. I know it's just something that can happen. There's tons of animals around. I try to hold him in his true potential. He is such a smart being. He connects into this archetype of a bobcat. However, there's the part of me, the worrier. Well, but what if something happens? And that's the thing. If something happens, something happens. And that's the way that life was meant to unfold. And if that's what unfolds, we will journey through our grieving and move forward holding this being with a sacred spot within our hearts. However, Lynx, there's been times Lynx has been gone for almost a year and then he shows up and he looks great. And so it's just, (laughs) these cats have stressed me out so much (laughs) sometimes, but they've been great teachers and they've really, really helped me move through attachment. They've also helped me observe where my worry gets in the way of honoring their true potential and their essence and minimizes who they are. It was so fascinating. Bob's back and I'm like, oh my gosh, looking over him. So they were scratches. And so I think too, it's spring. He was out and I'm sure he got into a fight with another barn cat is what I'm assuming. And then I think because it was going through the scabbing phase when he was itching it, he was scratching and it's probably scratched off a bunch of his fur. Thankfully, he let me clean it up. He let me work on him, which was really great. He was super affectionate, but it brought forward a lot of worry. Thanks. Thanks for coming back and doing this and helping me balance out my ego, thinking that I've mastered the art of over worrying for animals. And I totally haven't. <laughs> but it's always a journey. I think, in general, when it comes to the topic of looking at our animals with concern and overanalyzing it, one of the things we have to do first is get really familiar with ourselves. Right now, while I'm observing my animal, how am I feeling? How's my world going? How is life showing up for me? And how are my emotions? And, you know, it's really interesting because I'll have clients come up and they'll be like, I think my animal's really sad. My animal feels really sad. I look at them and they look sad. Where what I feel they are seeing is a reflection of the sadness within them that they haven't either acknowledged or considered or journeyed through. And we're really good at deflecting from our own inner work and focusing on others. A lot of us do that. It's a really easy thing. And that's the thing, you know, even with me being worried about Bob when Bob came back, it was great. One of my really good friends sent me a message and she's like, oh yeah, what a tiger. He has such a lion energy. And it's exactly what I needed to hear. He was fine. He was totally fine. And I was minimizing him, starting to baby him, doing all of these things. And that's not the energy that he needed. That's my shit. Mind the language, but it is. That's my stuff that I'm then placing on this situation, which is then creating an environment where I am showing up with an emotional charge versus neutral compassion. 
And don't get me wrong, 100%, there's going to be things with your animals that you journey through that will bring forward an emotional reaction. It is understandable. What I'm highlighting here is when we kind of go above and beyond. And so 100%, for Bob to come back and be that way, it is a natural reaction for me to be worried about him. Now, what I noticed was not a natural reaction or was then over-exaggerated is when I hesitated to let him back out again because I didn't want him running off. When I started to then control the situation or if I would have kept fixating on it. So say if my friend didn't send me that message and I didn't have that shift of, oh yeah, no, I don't need to be coming in with this poor Bob energy. If I would have kept just worrying about him and then if he would have left and he's gone right now, he's been gone for like six days and I'm not like, oh, I'm so worried about him. If I then every single day where it's interfering with my life, where I'm actually not enjoying my own life, if I'd be worrying about him, then that's a problem. That's something I need to work through. Or listeners, if you're identifying this, this is something you need to work through. It's just showing you a mirror within yourself where there's some beautiful gifts wrapped in really weird wrapping paper that are being highlighted for you to help set you free from some beliefs or charges that are getting in the way of you moving through life with less stress, if that makes sense. And so the other thing I see too is when you have really anxious animals, but in the household are really anxious people. And so with that, the energy that the animal is connecting into is unstable. It's anxious. It's a heightened fear experience. And for some animals, some animals can come in with a grounded state within that. However, a lot of animals are going to start to mirror that because that's their environment. That's what they're living in day in and day out. And again, the humans in these situations, not always, but a lot of the time, will focus on the anxiety of the animal, not realizing their anxiety and the role that that plays in the overall situation of what's unfolding. In those situations, I typically will get called in to do an energy medicine session for the animal. However, it will very quickly come forward that the human of the animal should be having a session as well. And in by working through our blocks, our triggers, our stress, we create a more balanced and harmonized experience for ourselves, which allow us to observe our animals differently, which allow a different relationship to unfold. And so if you think about it as well, if you are someone who constantly stresses or worries about your animals, think of having someone do the same thing to you. How would it feel if you had a human following you around day in, day out, being like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you doing all right? I noticed you moved there. Were you all right when you moved there? Like you look like you're sad. Are you sad? Are you worried? 
if we could actually realize sometimes how we're showing up around our animals, we would not want that person showing up around us like that. And so then that energy, again, perpetuates a stress state, again, versus that neutral compassion. And so when you start to unfold these layers, and it's so fun, I see all the time where there's mirrors within our crew and myself or my partner. And sometimes it's like, oh, that's great. Yep, I can see where that's mine. And don't get me wrong, sometimes it's not. There are times where it is their thing. Walt's last episode that we talked about, I said how I checked with that. Is that a mirror? And it wasn't coming up as a mirror. It was just coming up as a shift that needed to shift for him. But a lot of the times there's some really good mirrors there that then are just creating interference within having a more harmonized vibration for them and ourselves and within our entangled relationship together as we share our lives. I think these are one of the things that a lot of our animals want us to know is put yourself first. If you're looking at what's going on with them, also take some time to invest in you. Because again, they're here as our loyal companions, as the sharer of our lives, and often such wisdom keepers that they're often here to bring out the best versions of us. And when we can focus on the fact that we matter just as much as they do, not more, not less, then a different relationship and harmony unfolds within that relationship. And so does a different layer of health and well-being. And it's so cool. So, so, so cool. And so I hope that this podcast, this episode was helpful. And I'm going to bring in the curiosity thing again. If you notice that you're overstressing for your animal, try not to get frustrated or angry at yourself or get worried about it. Try not to bring more emotion in. Just take a breath, get a little lighthearted, breathe it out, shake it off, do whatever you need to kind of step out of that mindset and then jump into your heart and become curious. Just ask yourself, how could I show up differently? We often step into like a parent role with our animals. We're then like, they're the baby, we're the adult, which I think I should probably do an episode on this as well, because then that throws off a whole bunch of different things because they're not our babies or our partners. That can be another area where we really blur some energy. (laughs) But we look at them as equals, as companions, as guides, right? And that can really shift that ability for us to view ourselves as one and on the same playing field versus, um, you know, it almost puts the human in a hierarchical role when they view themselves as the parent or the owner and as if that animal couldn't survive without them. It's more so stepping into the consciousness of stewardship. Like I am choosing to care for this animal but in a way that is mutually, mutually accepted and connected to. I hope all of you have a tremendous day today, whatever you are up to, and have fun journeying with your crew and the animals that make up your world. Bye. 
Here's our little disclaimer. Please know that these animal connections are coming in through my beliefs and filters. They're coming in through my consciousness. That they are not a diagnosis, or are they applicable to all animals? More simply put, these stories are meant to inspire individuals to dive deeper into the relationships with the animals in their world and all that they have to share with them. 